Hello, and welcome to Business Talk, brought to you by Business West and Living Local, sponsored by People's Bank. Hi, I'm Chris Kellogg from the Kellogg Crew Morning Show on 94.7 WMAS, and I'd like to introduce your host of Business Talk. He's editor and associate publisher of Business West. Here is George O'Brien. Okay, welcome everyone to another episode of Business Talk. Uh, we have a terrific show for you today. I can't wait to get to it, but I will in just a minute because first we need to hear this important message from our sponsor, People's Bank. Thank you for listening to the Business Talk podcast, sponsored by People's Bank, bringing you the best in business experts, entrepreneurs, and evangelists. Make Business Talk your innovation break for ideas and inspiration. People's Bank, where commercial banking can fuel your growth and make work life easier. Member FDIC, DIF equal housing lender. Bank at peoples.com slash business. Okay, we are back. And as promised, we have a terrific show for you today. We have it as Peter Picknelling. He is the chairman of Peter Pan Bus Lines and the president of Opal Real Estate. Peter, how are you today? I'm doing great, George. Thank you very much. Peter, It's happy. we're happy to have you on the show. Always a pleasure. Uh, you've been on us at least once before, maybe twice. Good to have you again. Never any shortage of things to talk about when we have you on the podcast. And that is certainly the case today. Uh, we can talk about buses. We can talk about Court Square in Springfield. We can talk about uh, a whole bunch of things. And we're going to talk about all of them. But we really want to talk about the proposal that was unveiled a few weeks back, uh, a proposal to build a new courthouse here in Springfield, uh, mix that with some housing and some other elements and kind of transform uh, the riverfront on the, the north side of Memorial Bridge. So we'll talk about in a couple of minutes. So first of all, how are you? Busy summer. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's busy, you know, for for the bus company coming out of the pandemic. Uh, so we're, we're pleased. People are kind of pent up to travel. And so far, things have been well. So uh, we're uh, we're looking forward to uh, some smooth sailing and lots of ridership all summer long, which is our busy season, George. People travel in the summertime and so we're looking forward to it. Well, you and I have talked uh, many times in the past about how high gas prices are not good for most people, but they are pretty darn good for bus companies. And I assume that gas at $5 and whatever it, it is at this time is is pretty good for Peter Pan Bus Company. Well, it's a uh, there's good aspects and there's bad aspects. The cost You've got to pay for gas, too. Yeah, right. The cost of our operation goes up significantly. We, you know, we buy about three to four million gallons a year. So if, a, if the price of fuel goes up a buck, you, you can do the math pretty easy in your head. Right. Um, a year ago, we were paying about two dollars and 13 cents a gallon for diesel. We're now paying upwards of five dollars and 60 cents. So our costs have dramatically increased. But um, so has in our ridership. But as you said, I mean, you know, it's very expensive for people to, to travel. And what makes the bus appealing is high frequency of, of, uh, of schedules and, you know, very reasonable fares. So we are a very attractive alternative for those that can't afford to, to you know, for pay for gas and parking in the big city. So um, we're expecting brisk ridership. Well, good for you. So, like I said at the, at the top, we have plenty of things to talk about. Uh, we have the bus company. We have uh, the Court Square project. I had the privilege of uh, touring that property a couple of weeks ago. It uh, it really is wild to get in there and, and see how the 
past and the present and the future got to all come together in one project. And this has been something you've been working on for what many years now, and probably more than a few decades in some respects. Yeah, listen, my family's been trying to get this building rebuilt for almost three decades now, and we're we're on the way. Construction started in February. You know, we're fully into it, and uh, we expect to be open in September of 2023. 74, you know, market rate apartments and, uh, you know, a first-class restaurant on the first floor. Hmm. And other amenities as well. So it's a great project for our city, and having that building dormant for decades has just been you know, I don't know. It's it's been terrible. So this is kind of a legacy project, but we're excited that it's on the way and it's going to be a centerpiece of our city. Speaking of legacy projects, um, it's too early to call it that now, but could potentially become a legacy project is that proposal to build a new courthouse in Springfield. Uh, I know if you want to talk briefly about just how this came on the drawing board. Obviously, people have been talking about the city needing a new courthouse for several years now. The old one opened uh, in the late seventies. I remember when it opened. So do you. Yeah. Uh, it was state of the art back then. It is not state of the art now. As a matter of fact, it's a health hazard um, front page headlines almost every day about what goes on in there. So now we have a proposal to build a new courthouse, uh, mix it with uh, a large housing project, uh, maybe do a marina as well. Tell me how this project came about and and when. I know your mind is always working, thinking about opportunities like this. Uh, Some people would think about what could be done, maybe what could happen. Uh, You and your family have always been able to take those thoughts and and turn them into blueprints and and then turn them into reality. Tell me how that process works. Well, um let, you know, let's step back. Listen, I'm a lifelong Springfield resident. I'm very keenly aware of the issues involving the courthouse and, and the serious health concerns. I think, uh, you know, ALS is a very, very rare disease, and five people have died in that building from ALS, and over 60 people have had cancer that work there. Um, it's, it's pretty clear to me that uh, we need a new courthouse in Springfield. Um, so, and we think we have the ideal location for it north of the Memorial Bridge. I'm also old enough to remember, George, that, you know, listen, south of the Memorial Bridge, you know, there was not a lot of activity years ago. I think our city's done a great job of bustling activity, you know, south of the Memorial Bridge. And the Hall of Fame was the catalyst for that. Got a beautiful, you know, Hall of Fame here in Springfield. And now, because of that, we have restaurants, hotels, uh, the, the bike walk, health club, Riverfront Park. It's bustling with activity. North of the Memorial Bridge, there's not a lot of activity. Peter Pan has a bus garage there, and there's some other elements. But for the most part, it's underdeveloped. It's actually much better land, if you think about it, because where the Hall of Fame is, the river is separated by railroad tracks. The railroad tracks are on the west side at, you know, north of the Memorial Bridge, development can be literally right on the water. That's why having a marina there and, you know, and a lookout at the courthouse that we have on our plans is, 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 I think, very appealing because you are literally right on the river. We believe 
a new courthouse is needed. And if it's in, if we're going to have a new courthouse, it ought to remain kind of in our central business district. Um, and that's what this project does. So we think a new courthouse along the riverfront north of the Memorial Bridge can be the same kind of catalyst for bustling activity in the future. And, and that's our plan. That's our vision. That's our hope. Well, some people might not immediately grasp the concept of courthouse as economic development driver, but there are literally hundreds, if not thousands of people who visit those courthouses every day, uh, lots of traffic in and out. And if you look at what's happened around the courthouse in Springfield, you can see, I mean, for years and still, there are entire office buildings uh, full of lawyers who want to be right. close to the courthouse. I mean, with COVID, maybe we don't have to be in the courthouse quite as much as we used to, but uh, that whole area just grew up uh, right around that courthouse. Uh, not just the lawyers, but, but restaurants around there. They are real economic development drivers. We've seen that in other cities, uh, other communities in this area on different levels, uh, but, but they really do drive traffic and, and they can potentially generate other forms of development. We've seen it. So this is obviously what you have in mind, obviously. Right. The Springfield Courthouse is one of the busiest in the state. Obviously, Boston is the busiest, but my guess is Springfield is second or third busiest in the state. Um, there's an awful lot of activity there. Um, you know, one of the one of the issues with our current courthouse is lack of parking right there. That's another part of our development that is so appealing. We would have 700 on-site parking locations for the new courthouse, 150 of them underground for, you know, for state police, for courthouse staff, you know, for for prisoners that need to be delivered there for their arraignments and such. So, you know, there's plenty of parking in our development. And we think that that's a key factor in one of the appealing parts of our location. But you're right. There's a lot of activity there. We've already had conversations with the PVTA because, you know, they, they, they transport a lot of people to the, to the current courthouse. They've already, you know, expressed a desire that if this project move forward, that they will alter their bus routes um, to accommodate us. Another key element on our development, George, is that there are three dedicated entrances and exits to this property, which is very rare. So the main entrance would be on Avocado Street. Then we have another one on Clinton Street and then one on a Liberty Street extension. So having great access, public transportation, along with you know, entrance and exits, we think is pretty appealing and important. All right. You're listening to Business Talk, a podcast presented by Business West in partnership with Living Local and sponsored by People's Bank. Uh, we are talking with Peter Picknelli. He is the chairman of Peter Pan Bus Lines and the president of Opal Real Estate. Uh, we're talking about a lot of things, but especially uh, your plans for a new courthouse um, on the north side of the Memorial Bridge, right on the Connecticut River. Uh, obviously, we have a proposal uh, on a blueprint here. Uh, what are the next steps in this process? The state has to decide it's going to build a new courthouse. That's the first step. Right. The, this, it's, it's the state and the trial courts need to decide that uh, a new courthouse is needed in Springfield. You know, right now they're talking about cleaning the building, um, which 
I, you know, frankly think um, it's a little crazy, but, you know, that's what government does sometimes. You know, they want to spend um, about $100 million to clean the current facility, and that would take about seven years, so they'd need to find a temporary location. We calculate that a temporary location would be 70 to another $100 million. So if now you're talking $200 million to clean a building that I think people are going to be reluctant to go in for the health concerns we've already talked about. Um, for, you know, that's 70% of the cost of building new. So um, the next, you know, we've already informed DCAM and the trial courts of our proposal. Um, we've sent notification to the lieutenant governor and governor as well. They're very aware of it. So, you know, we've, uh, we've made our presence known. Our mayor's been very supportive of this. He thinks it's a great idea, and obviously he should. He's a cheerleader for our city, and he'd like to see more economic development along our river. You know, the river is, is really a key feature for our city. Most cities would love to have, you know, you know such a, a vibrant river activity um, in their city. Um, we've done a great job south of the bridge. We need to do a better job north of the bridge. We think this could be the catalyst. Okay. Uh, can you get into a little bit of the nuts and bolts of exactly how a project like this would work? The, uh, the word in the development term is a pencil out. You've got a, a large building. Uh, this would be leased by the state. It would not be owned by the state, if I understand that correctly. Is that right? Well, our proposal, we could go either way, George. Our, our proposal okay. would be to, we would build it to suit and, and lease it back to the state and, you know, a, you know, in, in some kind of long-term lease. That's what we think would be the most economical way in the quickest. I mean, private development, this would be a great public private partnership. I mean, with private developers like, like ourselves, I think we can get it done uh, cheaper and we can get it done much, much quicker. I mean, just the land acquisition part, for the state would take a couple of years. We wouldn't need to do that in our case. So we've already got the land, you know, under control or we own it or we're in you know, negotiations for it. So um, we can get this built in four years. Very confident of that. Mm -hmm. You know, they want to take seven years just to clean the building. So um, we think our proposal makes a whole lot more sense. And the other components of this project, um are they needed to make this work from a financial point of view, or is this something that we can do and we need to do? So that, just like the Hall of Fame spawned all sorts of activity uh, around it, we think that that same activity can be spawned as a result of the, the courthouse. So, yeah, we, we would commit to building apartments, condos, office right there on the river as well. It would, we would replace what is now Peter Pan's body shop for buses and trucks. And, you know, that's what we would build, you know, um, an 11-story um, um, apartment building. But they could have offices as well for, for lawyers, as, as you've mentioned. You know, 31 Elm Street at one point was, was offices for, for uh, you know, for, for the lawyers in, in town. So we envision some lawyers wanting to have space there, condominiums. We also envision a restaurant there and a marina, 50-slip mm -hmm. marina, where people could really start using the Connecticut River. We envision uh, 
you know, being able to rent boats, jet skis, those kind of things during the proper weather time of the year. Now, your family has done this before on a, albeit a much, much, much smaller scale, exponentially smaller uh, in Westfield, at least. I think you might have done it in other communities as well. So uh, the model, does it work? Has it worked effectively in Westfield? Or? Yeah, listen, it, it's, it's a good model. And it's, it's also, like you said in the, in the beginning of this podcast, it's a legacy project. I think mm-hmm. it, it's transformative for our city. Think about it. Um, you know, if, if we could have that same kind of activity north of the Memorial Bridge as we do south, it would be great for everybody who lives in our city. Um, I think it would bring people downtown to live, more people downtown to work, more people downtown to shop, to have dinner. Um, I think it transforms our city significantly, and we really um, we'd like to see it happen. Okay. All right. Well, good luck to you with that. Well, we'll have you back on soon. Hopefully, we'll uh, get some positive developments and we can get this off the drawing board. Thank you, George. Okay. Good luck to you again. And thank you for being on the show. We always like to have you on. All right. Take care. Okay. Thank you. And thank you to all of you for listening. This has been another episode of Business Talk, a podcast presented by Business West in partnership with Living Local and sponsored by People's Bank. I'm George O'Brien, the editor of Business West. We'll see you next time.